It's Ollie from History Profiles. In today's video, I will be taking you to 9th century Rome. Once again, this was a time of schemers and killers, even in the most holy of places. In this story, I will highlight the strange life of Pope Stephen VI and why he might be the most insane and unhinged Pope to ever sit the papal throne. Anyway, let's get into the video. First, let's have a look at his early life. Stephen was born in Rome. The exact year of his birth is unknown, but it was possibly in the mid to late 800s. His father was a priest named Johann, and a young Stephen would also start his life as a priest. So little information is known about Stephen's early life that we don't even know his real name. We only know the name he appointed himself once he became the Pope. Stephen would soon become the Bishop of Anagni as Pope Formosus would elevate him. Now, the politics surrounding the papacy at this time were treacherous. New popes were being crowned, killed and opposed so quickly that it was becoming somewhat of a joke, and the church's corruption was becoming apparent to even the common people who were God-fearing. Between the years of 896 and 904, there was a new pope every year, and the brief papal reigns were always the result of political influences. This is how Pope Stephen VI would ascend to the papal throne. The Duke Guy of Spoleto had been crowned as the Emperor of the Holy Roman Empire by Pope Stephen V, while Guy's son, Duke Lambert, received the crown as co-emperor from Pope Formosus. However, in the year 896, Pope Formosus changed his mind and crowned King Arnulf of the East Frankish as the Holy Roman Emperor, probably due to political reasons maybe corruption or a bribe, we will never truly know the exact reason, but this action put in motion a storm between various fighting factions in Italy. After Formosus' death, that reportedly was a stroke, but perhaps could have been poisoning, his successor was Pope Boniface VI, who was the Pope for a grand total of 15 days, where he was reported to have died from gout whilst other rumours say he was forcibly ejected from the papal throne. In any case, the Spoletan party managed to elevate the Bishop Stephen to the grand throne of the papacy. Now Pope Stephen VI was all-powerful, and he would exercise his new power as he pleased. He was still enraged at the actions of the deceased Pope Formosus and how he deposed Emperor Lambert, and abandoned him. Pope Stephen ordered that the corpse of his predecessor, Pope Formosus, be removed from its tomb and brought to the papal court for judgment. This was known as the Cadaver Synod. As insane as it sounds, the Pope was dug up, removed from his resting place, and his corpse was then propped up on a throne, and there, his rotting dead body would await trial, redressed in papal garments. A deacon would be appointed to answer for the deceased Pope, 
it is said Formosus was accused of perjury, heresy, and of serving as a bishop when he was actually a layman. Eventually, the corpse was found guilty. The body was then stripped of its papal vestments, and it is said that Stephen himself cut off three fingers of the dead Pope's right hand, as those were the fingers that had been used during his life for blessings, and he also formally invalidated all of his acts, simple and grand. Perhaps he forgot that it was Formosus that made him into the Bishop of Anagni, but no matter, he was already the Pope, and he would do anything to ruin Formosus' name. The body of the former Pope was then dragged through the streets, and after, tied to weights and cast into the Tiber River. The body of Formosus would eventually wash up on the banks of the Tiber, and rumour spread that miracles had been performed with the dead body. Soon enough, the common people realised how insane the whole spectacle was of a Pope being dug up, put on trial, found guilty, and thrown into a river. A public uprising would soon commence, and Pope Stephen was deposed and thrown into prison. The common people believed that miracles were being performed through the body of Pope Formosus, and to them, due to this fact, the current Pope instantly became an enemy due to the disrespect and crimes he committed against the previous Pope. As the masses realised this, the illusion of power that protected Pope Stephen was shattered, and due to this, he ended up in prison. The circumstances of Pope Stephen's death are unclear, however, it is widely believed that he was strangled to death in prison by another inmate. He died in August, 897, after only serving as the Pope for a year. Touching again on the illusion of power, it is important to note that power truly is an illusion. It is a construct of man. If the protectors of the all-powerful have a change of heart, then their power is stripped. Power is fragile. As we can see with Pope Stephen, one day he had it all, and as soon as the common people turned on him, he was deposed and shortly after killed. Fear is what may have kept people in believing the illusion, but as soon as they thought God was on their side, due to the alleged miracles taking place, they took action. All it takes is one catalyst to open the eyes of the common man, and only then will they truly see what is taking place, and realise it is far from godly. Anything politically or money motivated is open to corruption, and unfortunately the position of Pope is one of power, and power corrupts the best of men, and attracts the worst. So, what do you think of Pope Stephen VI, and why do you think he took such drastic action in humiliating his dead predecessor? Would you have risen up and helped depose him? Let me know in the comments sections down below, and I'll see you all next week for another History Profile.